Hello everybody, welcome to Conversations in Coffee. Today I'm joined with Faction Barbershop. I have Rob Flynn here and Aaron Coyley. Rob, thanks so much for having me. Aaron, thank thanks you. We've got some of the lads here as well, working in the background, um, well after their shift, but this is the dedication. But I just want to jump straight in and kind of just find out how you kind of yeah, yeah. got into barbering in the first place. Like, we'll start with yourself, Rob. How, how did your story begin? Um, how did I start in barbering? I suppose I went to college in IADT in Dunleary when I was 17, just out of school. I'm from Ross Grand Tipperary originally. Um, and when I was 17 years of age, I really felt like I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, career-wise or whatever. I wasn't sure. I was always interested in music and kind of things from like that creative uh, spectrum that come from music or whatever. Um, so I went and studied like media at college in IADT in Dunleary. Um, I did three years at that and I think I was in like second year of college and um, I realized I was listening to this heavy this heavy metal band uh, and they came and played a gig in Dublin and somebody told me that the uh, the singer of that band owned his own barber shop and he works as a barber when he's not touring with his band or whatever and that for me was like just a big turning point in life or whatever where I was like oh my god like maybe I should consider this, maybe. And then from then on, I, for about a year, I was like, just used to tell all the lads in the course, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be a barber, lads. I'm gonna start trying to be a barber now, and blah, blah, blah. And it was always in my head, and like about a week, a week after finishing my last exam in IADT, I was booked in to do a course in Newbridge, just an introduction to barbering course, kind of get the, the clippers and scissors into your hands. So I did that. Um, and that just like got me going where I like was going home in the evenings and texting my friends and be like can I cut your hair and a lot of them were like really hesitant like this was this was seven or eight years ago uh, you know we, we spoke about how inside the last 10 years there's been like a huge renaissance mm -hmm. in men's grooming and mm -hmm. hair and barber and hairdressing but I was just so fascinated and passionate even from the get-go um, with the idea of cutting hair and I was like how you know there was a handful of barbers the Instagram back then again was like a really really small thing and I remember I used to look at particular barbers work and be like how the fuck did they do that how did the haircut how does it look that good or whatever so I suppose that lit a fire inside me to keep going with it for a long long time or whatever and then you know within six to eight months of asking friends for haircuts then you know the roles are reversed where they're texting me being like can you cut my hair? And I'm like, all right, five euro. Because then I realized that like... This is where it starts. This is where it starts. And from the time that people started asking me, I'd be like fiver. And then a couple of weeks later, I was like, I'm doing way too many haircuts for a fiver, upping the price to a tenner. Because it takes a lot of time. I was, you know, barbering at that time when I first started, uh, it was only a hobby, so to speak. Like I, I worked full time in a retail job in lifestyle sports in, in Tipperary. And I also worked in a bar at the weekends and then cut hair in between that every single every single day of the week. Um, so how did you end up in Dublin? So I went to college up here for years and I've been heavily involved in the music scene in Dublin, punk scene for years and years. I used to always go to gigs, I play in bands, I filled in for other bands, I have promoted shows, I used to run a record level, things like that. Um, so I always knew that when I finished college and was moving back to Tipperary and you know starting this barbering thing that I was actually using the barbering thing as a means to move up to Dublin 
uh, and pay rent on my own because you know I was very fortunate that my parents paid for like you know rent for me while I was at college or whatever up here um, and I was using like the like the trade I wanted to get to a level with the trade so that I could move back up to Dublin and see what happened then after that coming up to Dublin. Just the opportunities up here were probably a little bit better than... There was more work yeah. yeah like there was more work like I went to many different shops around my area like Ross Gray my hometown and the next town over in Burr and asked for a job and all and you know, the majority of the places that I went into and asked for a job first, they were like, no, you want, you're better off going over to England now for two or three years to train and all or whatever, oh. get the vault and all or whatever. Quite literally. <laughs> but, but like, that was, that was a thing where they're like, young lad, young, like a young lad wants to do, but like they'd seen it as competition, I'd say, I wasn't even able to cut hair or whatever, mm -hmm. I like literally just wanted Here's to- Here's a very to eager, you know, motivated guy. All those things, you know, so everybody, like when I, when I needed help, it was very, very hard to find mm -hmm. it in the early days. Um, the industry has evolved in so many ways over the years, but you know, when I started, it was like a wasteland, so to speak, you know, mm -hmm. uh, barbering specifically, like, you know, Aaron's story is a little bit differently trained in the hairdressing world, which is, I think maybe like a better way of doing it, a more start, professional yeah. way of doing it. I mean, it's it's different now because as I've said a few times, like the industry has evolved. And it's your story and years. it's your journey. And yes, it's different to Aaron's and it's different to probably everybody else's, yeah. but you still got to where you are here, which you'll get to yeah. now because you know, I'm glad to hear that you have to go through all these hurdles and Ups challenges. And downs, and, non-stop, yeah. You know, and you've got to try the music and then realize, right, it is creative. It is channeling to me, creative side, but there's something else still I want to get to. Yeah. And, you know, you had to mess around and try to run things. For and... me, it was the income as well, like, as in, like, I never had any money, Ross, like, ever growing up. Like, I was always on the breadline or whatever. And barbering was the first time that, like, you know, like, let's say when I worked in bars and hotels and in lifestyle and stuff, I was renting houses in Tipperary and all, like, with my girlfriend. Um, and we never had any money. Like, it was always just the breadline or whatever, whereas yeah, barbering opened up a thing where I was like, Jesus, I've... You know, I've 40 quid, come on, we'll go out for dinner tonight. And I said to my girlfriend, Michelle, like, we'll go out now, because it's the first time I ever had, like, that extra bit of cash. It's a different thing down the country than it is to Dublin. Like, I'm glad to hear that now. You know, before it's we reality, started the yeah. podcast, Aaron said, like, he when he worked in his thing, that he never, he didn't experience the recession. The recession was going on, but Aaron was in the middle of Dublin city centre, mm -hmm. where business doesn't really slow down, you know? So that was another reason. It's like clockwork up here, yeah. Yeah, it's a busy place, and that's another reason that's why I moved to Dublin is because you know there's there's operating businesses, there's no shortage of money up here in the capital of Ireland, like you know, so that's, that's why good. all the countries move up here, really, to mm -hmm. be honest. Mm -hmm. eh? no, that's good. And yeah. Aaron, your story then is a little bit different, obviously. What, what how did you kind of get into um, it? Yeah, my story now is got me thinking now, um, and I suppose it goes back to it really goes back to school days when I think to be honest, I wasn't I wasn't into school. I really well, I, I, the only reason I went to school was really for maybe art, that was it really. Um, but one thing I didn't like about school was the uniform. That's the only time I ended up in detention, constantly in detention. Always for, didn't, didn't look like wearing a uniform. And I remember I used to go on the hop to go into the merchant actually to get me haircut. And I used to pay 20 euro, 20, yeah, 20 euro back then to get me, uh, me mullet uh, trimmed <laughs> off. Aidan Keoghan, who was the king of the mullets back then. But I think it all went back to then. And like, I remember I, was, I, was in, I went into the leaving search here and I didn't want to do my leaving cert. There was nothing in college, literally nothing there. And I remember my mom said to me, why don't you get a bit of work screens on the hairdresser? So I went over to Ballantyre, really sort of, um, you know, all that clientele, mainly women, maybe 60s and up, 50s and ups. But I just watched her there for weeks, 
every weekend for a long time. And I remember she, I went the first time, the first Saturday I came home, my mum said, how'd you go? And I said, pockets full of change, like getting tips and stuff, you know. You weren't complaining, I had an instant connection, wasn't it? That obviously helped, like, you know, but I had a connection with people. That was my big thing, is like meeting, meeting people, whether they're 60 years old or whatever. And they're getting their prayer and watched out, but I enjoyed it. Love so, the grannies you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it all goes from then, you know, and so, so did you transition from washing hair to getting onto the floor? Yeah, well that's I'll tell you about that now. It was a long process, but so basically I moved on from that then I did do the leaving cert, but I didn't go to collect my results. I didn't actually I think I left a couple of exams early because I knew hair, hair, hair is what I wanted. And then I got an apprenticeship in a really, really top salon in Dublin. Um, the owner actually took me under his wing, and like I would have went to London and stuff with him. But to be honest, you know, it took me a long time to get the grasp of it. I, I went out partying all the time. That was my dream truck hold me back then. I was young. I was like, right, I'm going out three or four times a week, and I did. Really did you? Yeah, and I did mess that up. You know, I did mess me training up. I, it took me a long time to do my training. But one thing that always reminds me. Remember is. We all boss back then. He always said to me, "He said you've got something. To, you've got a great gift for people." I know it's taken you a while to get the hang of cutting hair and stuff, but you've got a, a special connection with people, and uh, you can really deal with clients. And that's that, that's for him was the main thing, you know. And time went on. Then I did a lot more partying. I partied my twenties away, and it took me a long time to get training. Not a lot of people know about this, but it took me a long time to get going. And but eventually I did. Um, and you know, we done. I was hairdressing for a couple of years. Done loads of great stuff, you know. Um, but I always, I always had a thing for cutting gents hair, you know. I always loved, um, and even when I was in women's hairdressing, I always loved short haircuts, you know. Um, so I always had this image in my head of having like a, a barber shop, but with a bit of a hairdressing touch, you know. Um, really professional, you know, somewhere that women could come in as well. Um, Good customer service. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah, that's where it all. That's where it all comes from. You know? But it's building up relationships, isn't it? Because you've got a client, but that client keeps coming back, coming back. Yeah. You're asking, how's you get on your holiday? You're asking about the kids. You're asking about their friends. Mm. You know, you get so close to somebody that's coming in, and it's a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it's not yeah. just next. Yeah, no, you know? it's, it's completely connection. Like today, for example, I go to guy in the chair who came in to me when I first started barbering three years ago, and I was only new to barbering, didn't really know how to use the clippers. And anyway, I gave him a haircut. Well, he's come back to me since then, and we laugh about it now. I'm like, do you remember the first haircut I gave you? <laughs> it wasn't great. Actually, uh, I'm sure there was a picture somewhere of it. But he was like, yeah, look, we'll be really good on. You know, mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a mad great we all doing here. We have a great connection with our customers. I think that's you know? more important. It's, it's actually unbelievable. Yeah. It's you, know? like the, you, you could be in a place where you deliver the best haircut there yeah. is possible. But the customer service could be that bad. You don't mm-hmm. want to go back to that shop. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's about like making people feel um, like, you know, there's nothing out of the ordinary going on down here. We're doing haircuts like every other barber shop in, in, in Dublin and the rest of Ireland, but like there's a special, it's an experience coming here and that's what we like to provide for people, like a kind of a personal touch. And that can be anything from like, you know, a change up with the haircut, something that your barber suggested, like maybe something on a personal level, maybe somebody comes in with like, burden on their chest and they just want somebody to say something to them that might help them it might be a funny joke that like you know Garrett said over in the corner or something like do you know what I mean like as in it's an experience we don't there's no gimmicks in this shop there's no free beers for people there's no cigars none of that <laughs> none of that nothing only a good haircut and that's it and, and a like, sense of experience yeah exactly like as in we conversate with people we try and provide um, a relaxing 
laid back, professional, but entertaining service. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I'm interested to know then how you guys came together and merged to make your own business. Like, you know, you've done your training, you had your services in other places, you worked in different, uh, you know, different yeah, stakeholders, yeah. different establishments, but what was it like more so coming together? We knew of each other through Instagram. Obviously, Instagram is a big, big part about how, honestly, every single one of us today know each other. You know, we were conversating back and forth mm -hmm. about some friends of ours before we went live here, and it's all through the power of Instagram that we know these people. And, like, Instagram is was very, very important in, like, the, the rising of Barbara over the last few years. So we were aware of each other, and I remember, I remember the first time, I, I used to work for a company called Sam's Barbers, or you were up in Dylan Bradshaw's, he came yeah. down Saturday night to do, um, one of my old work colleagues, Colin Gagan, wanted to get like some mad blow dry. What did he want something mad in his head? Well, I wanted to get curly, curly blow dry. So I remember I came down and that's when I met Rob. And it's funny, like, we always gone out with Colin after that evening. And I was saying, I knew, I knew me and Rob. Cat was there as well. I knew him, yeah, Cat, my girlfriend was there as well. I remember only met him for like a minute. I was like, jeez, I think me and him got on really well. And you were like, oh, come back in, I have to go home and walk the dog. We never came back in. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Raging. Would have spent, would have loved to spend maybe a few hours with them, you know. And then we eventually met again, you know. So it's met the street funny. once or twice. It's funny yeah. how it all happens, you know. And he said, I remember the next time he met me on the street or whatever, and he was like, "Oh man, that haircut you put up during the week was legal and all." Mm. I was like, "Bro, like your skin fades after coming on mad." It's so both to... different haircuts, but different styles. I know that he was styles. after he was after starting at a barber shop. Mm. He used to work right across the road from me. I used to work in Sam's Barbers, and I used to look out, and I was in the window seat of my shop, and Aaron was in the other shop. Locky shop on Wellington Key down there, and I could see him every single day. And I, I don't know, it, that was before. Then I left my job in Sam's Barbers and got a job in that same shop on Wellington Key that we worked in. You guys are meant to kind of come together and work yeah, together. Yeah, we had, we had a similar vibe anyway. Yeah. We were kind of like similar to each other without knowing each other or being like we no were crap. Acquainted. You both knew what you wanted to gain, and that yeah, was exactly. to help the customer, but you gained satisfaction too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just two genuine lads. That's it. Like, yeah. no... like he'd say about me, he's like, "Oh, Wolfgang has loads of clients and all." I'd be like, "Aaron Coley has loads of clients and all, or whatever." We were at the same thing, like as in many different barbers are on a journey. And, Independently, and, and the journey yeah. is different for everybody. But like for me, it was a case of like I came from Tipperary, like so. You know, I was always going to like put my life's effort into this because I can't, I can't go home to my parents' house like if I've had a, you know, if I don't have enough money for rent or something like that. I only can exist here if, through my hard work. So I needed a clientele to do that. Um, and I moved jobs, and I remember Aaron was away on holidays that first week. There was only four chairs in the shop at the time that I moved, and all the chairs were occupied at the time. So I covered Aaron for a week, and I remember, you know, it was in the chair. He had heard that I was after, you know, coming down to do a trial day in this shop or whatever, and he was only after coming back from weeks holidays in Kerry. Whoa. He comes in through the door with a little tin whistle. <laughs> 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 they were all even, I was so intimidated. Even though I was, like, I was like, you know what I mean? I'm going to get on. He was cutting on my chair. And I was like, look at this. Look at this. I'm going to come up from Tipperary now, get Robin White's chair. Vanny, he's only filling in. How important a chair is. It's like a position on a football pitch. Yeah, like, right. sure, yeah. you know, this is your spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look five minutes later, we're all, we're all best mates, you know. Yeah, so. uh, no, but they all knew in the shop instantly. They were like, Rob and Aaron have like real kind of yeah. romance with each other and all. I don't know, like, we have, we've always had our own vibe, and like the rest of the boys, 
are into, into different interests and hobbies and pastimes to what me and Aaron are into. We're into chilling out, talking shit and Ooh. dogs and yeah. silly stuff. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I respect e- that. Easy, easy, simple, easy type. Guys, yeah. that's, a, that's what works for me, you know. So, well, I like that. Yeah. And then when I kind of talk more now about, you're here one year now almost. Yeah, it's coming up to a year now. Yeah, yeah that's scared. that's really it's been, cra- it's been a very very quick year this yeah. year. Yeah. So if you you think about you've had one year here, and we think kind of the future of faction. Yeah. Obviously, it's a brand. Yeah. You know, it's no different than any other barbershop or any other, um, different brand in this industry, mm. but. Is the plan like you know to branch out and try? Are you, you're just happy at the moment, but do you want to? Yeah, we'll go give it another, we'll give it, look, yeah, like we're we'll, we'll give it another while, but like things are, um, you know, with me and Rob in both in the same shop, you know, we we definitely could branch out and do another shop, you know, there's nothing stopping us in the, in the future. Um, look, we were always busy barbers, but yeah. we're like booked up two and a half, three weeks in advance mm. now every single day of the week these days, which is humbling, blessed, so grateful every single day to be that busy. What you always it's a bit wanted. of an inconvenience sometimes as well, like because like you're letting down other people, like do you know what I mean? Like as in that client that Aaron just spoke about that hadn't got his hair cut off him in three years, it's very hard to get hair cut off of this man, like and the same with myself or whatever, like so sometimes somewhere along the way you feel like you're letting other people down, then we're trying to encourage the rest of the staff. But you know what makes me I just think know about that, that there's room for expansion somewhere along the way with this. You, you feel it, around. you can feel yeah. it. Something different, like who knows? You know, I have a couple of ideas, both have ideas. Maybe eventually <coughs> doing a bit of a club with someone else, you know. Something good point. A little, good point. Yeah, a little bit something, a little bit definitely different to what Dublin's saying. Yeah. So we. I just think it's crazy when I think of it from an outsider and somebody that's not in this industry at all. Yeah. You went from five euro haircuts and probably feeling a little. Bit, I'm gonna up this to ten. Yeah. To like. You know, yeah. nearly forcing people to come and let you cut their hair. <laughs> yeah. To now sure. looking at your schedule and to your not roster and going keep up with the amount of haircuts that people want. You know, hats off yeah, you. Yeah. That that's an achievement. Yeah. yeah. I we, think do, we do have to pinch ourselves. I think you got I pinch myself all the time, but you think you definitely got to keep yourself um, on ground on the ground. I was, gonna, I was gonna say. I that. think that's what happens too yeah. much. I've, I've seen it happen right around me where like people all. have. Got a bit of an ego about them. Got Let start, the success start make, into ego. Yeah, and start like making money and stuff. Whereas I keep myself grounded, so does Rob. You know, that's that's the key. And to stay... Um, yes, stay you're more skillful. And yes, you're more wiser since yeah. you're forced haircuts. But you treat the service the same. Because yeah. when you got into it, all you wanted to do was learn more. Yeah. You know, give the client something that they look... You know the way at the just end of a haircut, yeah. you go, you happy with that? Yeah. Or, How does that look? You know the way most people just go... Yeah, yeah, grand. Like, that's grand, yeah, but when yeah. you see somebody that's genuinely like lit up, like man, that's yeah, exactly happens, what I wanted. Happens, that's your day, mate. It happens yeah, yeah. at least once every day with one of the barbers. Obviously, we have an incredible team that we've all handpicked to come work here, so they're all good. But like, sometimes a new customer will come in, not least. Jesus, that's that's deadly. <laughs> I can't believe it. Like what we're after doing, and like yeah. that's one of the best feelings about it. But I suppose. It's a case of like keeping your feet in the ground with the whole thing. Mm. Like just because you complete one goal doesn't mean you take the foot off the pedal. So yeah, like what do you think kind of, if I'm somebody now, an outsider looking at this or listening to this, what advice would you give to somebody that maybe is thinking of getting involved in barbering or, or men's grooming? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say 100% go for it. Um, but you gotta, you gotta work hard. You know, it doesn't, I think a lot of people think, a lot of days. people think they're just gonna get into barbering and they're gonna start making you know, a nice few quid and stuff, but you really got to, don't make the mistake I made was I just messed around with me training, do you know what I mean? Definitely get stuck in, put 110% into everything and just push yourself constantly, you know, and 
you know, you like, you just two different types. There's a couple of different types of barbers you can be. You can be like us, where you know you come in, you we love our job. There's not a day I don't. Obviously, I get tired and stuff, but I still enjoy coming into work. You know, or you can be, you can work more local and just make a few quid and that's it. Or you can do do what we do. You know, but that takes hard work. It really does. You know, and you you got to be committed. Yeah. And it didn't yeah. happen overnight. Yeah. No, it de- definitely didn't. Like as in, I think you know there's many people with different opinions about faction barbershop at the start of the year. Um, but one thing that everybody collectively said is that me and Aaron are two hard-working gentlemen, non-stop, known for being hard workers, known for like not having sick days and all this, and all those things are so, so important. Um, and at the moment, obviously, like, the industry is booming. Like, if, if there was, like, it's, it's, there's way more resources for people nowadays to become barbers because, like, there's a higher standard of work out there um, and there's better training facilities um, around the country for that. Um, so I think that if any new people are watching uh, this podcast and listening to this podcast and are considering it, I would say the best thing to do would be to go to factionbarbershop.com, book an appointment, come and get a haircut. We'll tell you more about Barbara and then. I wouldn't call it a haircut, I'd call it a consultation. Yeah, it's because they're gonna gain something from it. For sure, exactly. yeah. It's, it's, it's an yeah, experience it's a all around, like, so. you know? Yeah. Like we have we have we're doing a we're teaching an education course this Sunday and one of the guys on the course is Joe's client who comes in to see us like every Get three, four weeks yeah. when he's getting his haircut or whatever. Um and this is somebody now that's watching looking at Chizzy. Chizzy's one of our other barbers here at the shop and one of his clients came. Do you know what I mean? Like as in he's has But do you think it's barbering. especially I'm asking the two of you this especially of two different opinions but these guys are coming in they're seeing the atmosphere they're seeing the environment yeah, like, they're the reading the vibes yeah. and they're like I like this place and it's bringing them back for another haircut because they sure. like being in this atmosphere but the atmosphere. then they're probably thinking I'd love to work here mm. oh yeah, yeah yeah you know and that's probably why this motivation is coming in from Joe or Gareth or yourself Chizzy or anybody cutting the hair but the guy that's sitting in the chair actually probably thinking in the back of his mind I'd love to work here that's how, how do I think, go about that's it? That's how we think that we yeah. can do something else. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. And I say that to like anybody because I'm on that level. I always have been. Anybody that's in this industry, anybody that's in this game, I wish them the best of luck. And I'm, I know you guys think the same because off camera we were speaking like that. We were speaking about other places, other brands. You guys are on your mission. Everybody's on their own mission. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose you've just got to kind of concentrate on yourself. Yeah, worry about yourself worry about your circle because anything outside of that if you start concentrating on other people and trying to get ahead of them or they yeah. done this this way let's do it this way let's yeah. top that you're going to lose the run of why you got into this exactly and yeah. you haven't done that and at the end of the day nobody nobody gives a shit about anybody I don't think so like, I don't think so no, no, like, like that's exactly what we, the way we are I mean to be honest with you Instagram stuff like that I, I use Instagram but it, sometimes I don't be on it a lot looking at other people's work I tend to just focus on you and, and the team and faction itself and just tunnel vision with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, That's because it. like you can look away and see all these things and stuff, <laughs> but at the end of the day, the clients that are going to these places aren't clients coming in here. You're only really exactly, like, worried about yeah. your next client coming in. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. Let's worry about the next guy coming in and let's give him what he's came to pay for. Exactly, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 Just don't like, worry about like what's in front of you, but anything else. I have a else. great team. I walked in, I knocked on the door upstairs, obviously we're after hours. Garrett let me in. Joe immediately introduced himself. Yeah, the boy's still doing a haircut. He's after spending the last hour and a half Doesn't after a fully shot day for the two yeah. of them. They're both after doing, you know, Gar's after cutting Joe's hair. It's a piece of art on oh. his head. That just shows you, like, the level. 
like Whoa. well you should see what we can see behind this camera guys <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's just a testament that's one thing is to say one thing is to say about it. it one thing to say about it is though it's like and this this is being honest right i'm saying this truthfully if i'm in work and this is going to be weird for you to listen to this because i work in an office environment yeah. in a more business corporate um office when it hits such a time i'm clocking out and i'm gone yeah, right, I'm, I'm gone. Hundred percent. Days over. Yeah. This is Joe and and Gareth here still sitting in the shop, which they've come in. Still this here for a half hour. But you know what I mean. The fact that they're still here. Yeah. It's a warm, nice place. Yeah, yeah. Like the but like we work fifty plus hours every single. Don't week. leave here, really. Like. And today's my off. day off. Yeah. I was down here doing a haircut. This is your baby. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We were, yeah. you know, we were. I was doing some computer stuff today as well, like more admin. Yeah. Shop. Yeah. Good. An exclusive. We're getting new barber caps, everyone. This <laughs> deadly, deadly, deadly. Um, me and Aaron could have done shops on our own, and I would have been busy. I know that, and I know that he would have been busy on his own. We would have two fantastic shops, but we knew that we could do something bigger, better, yeah. and more special, and more long-lasting together. And that's what that's we're what on we're the journey. Right. Amazing. Here, I wish you the very best of luck. Thank you. Nice Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for having us, brother. Aaron, Aaron, nice one. And the two boys. Thank you. Thanks.